This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. I'm so sorry, everybody. We have... Oh, we went over long. <laughs> As you can tell, it's a hot topic. Uh, welcome to the... I don't, <laughs> I love, I, this is what I love about this, because this is like my, I've been doing this for like an hour by the time I get to you teen parents, and what I love is that teen parents understand, they understand that my brain doesn't work right now, and that, and that I've, I don't know what I'm doing, and I just want to thank you for that, I appreciate that, um, I don't know if some of you, <laughs> going to reveal something, because we're all, you know, unified here, but uh, I had a hysterectomy a couple of years ago, because I had cancer, and that, which meant that I hit menopause like a brick wall. And uh, sometimes my brain is just whoosh. And uh, anyways, I just feel like you're my people. Um, what am I doing? Oh, we're talking about Halloween. Oh, and I find this really interesting with teenagers. And so I hope you are well. I hope you're doing okay. I don't know where you are in lockdown world and uh, what tier you're in or what country you're in. But thank you for giving us a half hour of your time to wade into something that can be quite um, difficult to, to coach um, kids through, particularly teenagers who are trying to figure out what they think and how they believe with a lot more permissions than what you have with under fives. And so today um, we're going to be talking about, I guess, the paranormal stuff of Halloween. If you're new to us, we've done a lot about Halloween over the past couple of years, and Anna will include some links uh, into it. So if you want to know how to figure out what you think about Halloween, how to talk to your young people about evil and all that kind of stuff, we have loads of stuff in the back catalog about it. But today I wanted to talk specifically about the sort of paranormal witches and ghosts and, and all of that stuff that, that exists and often is talked about around Halloween and how we equip our kids to deal with that. And if you Look at scripture. We are the not the first generation to be like, wow, it's all around us. Because um, the, the biblical world was quite surrounded by all of this as well. Just a quick, quick sort of overview as I was prepping for today was, you know, looking at in, in biblical times, you know, we hear in scripture all of these things talked about, right? We hear about the witch from Endor who was uh, was calling up the ghosts, essentially, the spirits of those who are dead. Uh, we have Job's friend who was convinced that he talked to some sort of spirit or ghost. And uh, we have bones coming to life in a prophetic dream. We have possessed by demons people. We have angels being prevented from helping people. We have evil talking snakes. We've got baby sacrifice and idol worship and mediums and omens and casting spells. And like, it's a thing. Like, we are not the first generation to try to raise teenagers in a world where engaging with the paranormal was something that was normal and sought after. And uh, in modern world, we're exposed to so many stories, this whole range of fantasy where we're exposed to ideas of witches and ghosts and zombies and goblins and monsters and gods, and, um, and exposed to real life situations where our kids are scared and are experiencing things that make them feel intensely uncomfortable and feel like it is um, being supernatural. 
and they are in the midst of all of this. And I know that as a community, we have a broad theological range of people who um, are on the side where none of this is real to people who are um, really feeling like this is something that we really need to engage and proactively train our children in to do spiritual warfare. And, and I'm not going to attempt to take a theological position and say what you should or shouldn't believe because my job is to help you be you. And we all come from different traditions and theological backgrounds. And I want you to be able to coach your kid in what you see in scripture. Um, but whenever I look at all of this, I see in scripture these three ways of responding to it that I think is really helpful for us to figure out for our teenagers. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to do what I normally do, which is talk a little bit, and then I'll pray for you. And then we'll wade into any questions or comments or reflections or concerns you have. I will do my best to answer them. You may dislike my answers, and that's totally okay. Um, but I'm just one more person trying to give you something to think about in <laughs> any evening. Uh, and so for me, the first thing that I see in Scripture is this, um, this understanding that no matter what we're facing, we're not supposed to be afraid. And I, I think that is so much more powerful than just don't be afraid command, because then we're just like, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. But I think there's something in what it's like to be a child of the living God that means that we can walk into places that are scary to other people, that are situations that can be scary situations and be completely and totally peaceful. You know, I look at Jesus. Jesus was not scared by demon-possessed people. He wasn't scared by the concept of witches or ghosts. I can't pack, you know, picture Jesus, you know, watching scary movies and hiding away. I don't think he, I don't think he was afraid. And I look at all these other people in scripture who walked into places and they were bold in the face of it. There was no fear. And I would love that to be the gift we give to our kids is the gift of boldness. And so sometimes, particularly for teenagers, is is we, they emerge from childhood life, where we probably have more boundaries around them of what they can and cannot do. And now they're emerging into making these decisions sort of for themselves. And sometimes what happens is we haven't filled their, their bag of decisions yet, their bag of things to pull from. And so it may be that some of the conversations you have are maybe much more theological and intellectual now, rather than what I'm allowed to do. And so to talk about what darkness is and what evil is and what you think about the reality of the paranormal and why you do or don't feel comfortable with things. Like actually having proper conversations, asking them questions, say what do you think about this and have you ever felt this or experienced this and creating windows into your life to engage in storytelling because I think often what happens is fear comes when there's a lack of knowledge about it a lack of knowledge of who you are in it, a lack of knowledge about what it is. Um, when it's unexpected and mysterious, it can be really scary and make you feel powerless. When you feel like, I know what I'm looking at, I know what I think about it, and I know what to do about it, there's a, a boldness that comes. And I think sometimes our, our teenagers grow and we think, I'm not sure I've ever had this conversation with them. And this is a great opportunity 
to have those conversations. And so you can engage with it if you're feeling like the fantasy world of this kind of darkness stuff is what you need to engage with, great. Um, if you feel like the reality of what this looks like on an everyday basis in real people's lives is what you want to go into, fine. There are you know wonderful books and experiences and people testimonies of that too. And so it really is about what do I, what do I need to frame for my kids to give them a better understanding of it. And if you're not sure what you think about these things, then it kind of can be, let's explore together, because I'm not sure what I think about it, and I'd love to listen to a TED Talk, well, not TED Talk, <laughs> but I'd love to listen to some you know, smart theological people who know what they're doing, and let's, let's listen to it together and have a debate, because I'd like to arrive at how we think about it together, and to train our kids on how to learn to see, think, assess, and choose something, rather than just go, oh, it's fine, because I just want to move the boundary. Does that make sense? Um, as we go, feel free to add comments and your wisdom in if you've done this before. Um, good questions to ask anything. This is a conversation. This isn't just me. So, so feel free to do that. Um, sometimes it's about, about explaining the boundaries that you've made. So I know some people are like, Nope, horror movies, not a thing, not something I'm happy with. Not, and, and that's been a boundary that your 10-year-old is like, fine, great, I understand. When they're 15, they're like, but why? And sometimes it is explaining that in a way that says, well, actually, to me, that movie is a lie that says paranormal evil stuff is all-powerful and supreme, you can't defend against it. And it's horrifying, and it just feeds that part of us that makes us feel powerless, and I'm not okay with that. Once you can explain it, then you go, and that's why I'm choosing that. And so it's adding the why behind the boundaries. That could be helpful for your kids as well. Um, but also feel free to ask questions. Um, if we're talking about not being afraid and, and helping them grow in that understanding, some of it is asking questions about what they think when they see these things, when they when they want to engage with this, or when they see this, or why do your friends look at this, and how do you feel about it? And, and it's drawing out of them a way for them to make up their mind and to process it, because so much of their life they don't necessarily process, and you can help with that. The not be afraid also means then you're framing for who God is in the midst of all of this, because it's not just framing what the evil is, but it's framing who God is in response to it, who God is in real life in these situations. Um, where God is in terms of authority, in terms of power, in terms of who we are as Christians in relationship with him in the face of these things that are evil. You know, how did Jesus do it when he was looking at demons and, and dealing with people who worshipped in a completely different way? What is, what is that like? And so you're really helping them see that and position where God is in all of that. And when they see that, then there's a confidence that comes in being in relationship with that. The second thing that's really helpful for teenagers to know is a sort of don't mess with it. And uh, when you're a teenager, you're trying all sorts of stuff. And, um, and one thing that the Bible is really clear on is don't mess with it. And, uh, and the reason why teenagers often want to mess with it, whether it's, I don't know, what your teenage life was like, but, you know, teenage life in America, you had, the, you know, Ouija boards and sleepovers. What was it? Light as a feather, stiff as a board. There's like these these things that people like to play with, um, you know, Ouija boards and, and you know, spin Bloody Mary, spin three times and look in the mirror. And these sort of like dancing on the side, 
sidelines of stuff. I don't know what it was in the UK. I've lived here 18 years, and I've, I, as a youth pastor, I've seen some stuff, but uh, there's a, a sense of sort of wanting to explore and stretch the boundaries of stuff. And sometimes it's just really helpful to say there were loads of opportunities for people in the Bible and for me in personal life to try to dance on the edge of this, to try to get control of my life and other people's lives and to dabble in something that isn't of God. And it's just not good. Like, there's just a sort of don't mess with it from God that really is about protecting your heart and not opening up doors and just not dabbling in stuff that isn't of God. It's a sort of principle that God says over and over and over again. And sometimes our kids need that sort of approach that it's not like what's okay and what's not okay and oh maybe it's of God, but just actually don't mess with it. Don't be afraid of it, but don't mess with it. Can be a really helpful conversation to have because they may not have thought. And so what often our teenagers do, as a youth pastor, I heard this a lot, was like, I was there and it was happening and then I felt really uncomfortable and kind of scared and I didn't know what to do. And that sense of, Actually, no, it's okay to just be like, no, I'm not going to mess with it. I've made my decision already. It's, it's when they get surprised on them and they don't know what to do. But if they have an answer in their head, sometimes that can be really helpful. Because the final thing is be ready to respond. That's what I see in Scripture, is people ready to respond when this stuff popped up. Whether it was Jesus seeing you know, someone who uh, was possessed by demons, whether it was people in the Old Testament who engaged with something and they were like, nope, that's not of God. There was a sort of ready-to-respondness of it. And sometimes it's about being ready to respond with not being afraid, um, so whether it's at night, whether it's when our kids are out, when they find something that, that terrifies them, that makes them feel afraid, do they know how to find their peace again? Or, because our kids still have nightmares. We know they still have nightmares. It's just your 17-year-old boy may be less confident to call for you at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we still have nightmares. And so sometimes it's about saying, you know, this is how creating windows, this is how I cope with nightmares when I'm in the middle of the night and I'm scared about something. This is how I, when I'm faced with something and I just feel, ooh, this is not of God. This is how I deal with it or dealt with it. It's, it's creating ways for them to feel powerful and understand how to respond when you're faced with this stuff. Whether it's giving them phrases to say to get out of stuff, whether it's giving them text messages. When I was a youth pastor, I had lots of parents who gave their kids like <laughs> something to say. It was like, it was like, you know, doing great mom. And if they said that phrase, then the parent would be like, call me immediately and look like they're the bad parent who pulled the kid out to do something. And then the kid could be like, nope, nope, pick, come pick me up, send me home. And the parent would be like, you must come home now. And so they sort of came with a way to give them an escape. Or it was letting them practice saying, no, let's not do this, let's do something else. And so sometimes it's just about helping them be ready to respond to the social situation, to the spiritual situation, to when you feel like something is happening that is not of God, to feel like you can say no in the name of Jesus Christ, or fear go away, or... Or, nope, that's not a God. God, bring your peace and power now. You know, how do you, how do you bring the Godness into that darkness? Whatever it is, being ready to respond, however you in your tradition and your theology feel is the right response to it, there is a being ready to re respond that I see in Scripture. Because I look at the disciples, I look at the Old Testament people, and they, they didn't quandary when they were faced with something not of God. They responded. And if we can train our teenagers to walk in peace when they're faced with stuff that 
is not of God, when they know not to mess with it and they know how to respond when it's happening, there is something really powerful about a confident, confident teenager in the face of this. Because then you're having these conversations and saying, who do we want to be? Who do we want to be? And how do we want to cope as people who love God, as families who value these things in a world that's complex? And remember, you're not trying to just find the new boundary. It's not just about what's the boundary now. It's about how can I train my kid to learn how to think about when the world suggests things to me that aren't right. Because they're going to face that their whole lifetime is quandaries and situations where they're going to feel uncomfortable, where they feel something's off. How are they going to cope with that and cope with those feelings? And that's really what we're training our kids to do. And so when you're looking at all of this stuff, it's about engaging a conversation, asking them questions, framing it for them, and taking them on a journey of learning to not be afraid, to not mess with it, but also be ready to respond when it's in front of them. So I'd love to answer any questions or comments or read some of your insights into that now. I'm going to pray for us, and then I'll, uh, I'll have a look. And um, yeah, because I, I think this is really key, particularly around this season, when they're trying to figure this stuff out to empower them. It's great. So let's pray. God, I thank you so much for who you are and what you are doing. I thank you for our kids and for what you call them to. I thank you for this season where we get to wade into things like the paranormal and these questions of, of deep fear and things that aren't of you and talk about it with our kids so that they can learn how to see it and respond to it. I thank you that you're growing our kids to be these, these young people who will turn into adults, who will turn into possibly the children of our grandchildren. And I pray that you would make us wise, that we may equip our children to step into all areas that you are calling them into with confidence. And Jesus, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it. I don't see any questions or comments, so I pray I just bless you. I have a great time this month. And uh, hopefully we will see you next month. I don't even know what we're going to be doing, but we'll do it next month. And if you're a parent that also uh, is a church leader, please join us for the Parenting as a Church Leader event. It's going to talk about all about the unique situation that we are in when we're trying to parenting to parent and be a church leader at the same time. So join us for that if you want. Otherwise, bless you and we'll see you next month. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.